When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. My talkers, it is a, what, Wednesday, so that means it's hump day, you guys. Wow, I didn't even realize it's hump day, which is fun, but we've got another surprise for you guys. Lori is in studio, but you guys, you know what, we've got something even, well, I don't know about even better, but just as good. It's Brittany Witch. Oh, it's the same as hump day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how do you feel about recreating your kiss with Madonna, Brittany? I love it. <laughs> I am down. If I looked that good in white, I would wear it more often. Oh, I know it. Nice to see you. Thanks for filling in for me. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, You didn't do the whole week, though, because you you are a student. That's what I'm told. I keep showing up to school. (laughs) I am a 35-year-old pregnant student. So, yeah. um, Yeah, we had such a... It's always fun here. It's so so funny. Like, don't tell anybody, but I would come if they didn't pay me. Like, it's... I know. I know. know. It's the most fun here. And it's like... Especially with all this stuff going on, it's the only time I come and just talk about the best things in the world. Yeah, I was the only thing that on Sunday when I was at the Cancun airport looking at all the stuff, catching up on my gossip, as it were, the only thing I truly missed that I didn't get to weigh in on was the very public back and forth between Britney Spears and her little sister. I, know. I mean, that is straight out of like a lifetime TV movie. It really it is. Epic. And I, I, I was like, I'll bet you anything Julia did not get into the meat of that. Cause why can't he just get along? Because she, I always have to remind her, when your family screws you over to that extent, and you're Italian, yeah, <laughs> done, yeah, right. Done. I mean, I'm sorry. It's yeah. just, uh, but anyways, that was really the only only thing that I was like, yeah, missed we, gossiping about. We, but I'm sure you guys did cover. We it. covered it. I mean, honestly, we'll never do anything justice because me and Julia are very similar in the way that we can get distracted easily. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, I mean, it was definitely. Our, I think it, it was every day. And my analysis of it of it all is the only way Jamie Lynn Spears is getting out of this alive is if she gets the grace from Britney. That's right, and she should shut up. Yeah, absolutely. And she shouldn't have brought that, put that book out or whatever. Her inner, And oh my gosh, they're, it's so funny. There's this like guide to Valentine's Day gifts for, for, for men, you know, to give mm-hmm. gifts to women, and that book is on it, and everybody's oh. just attacking that list. Like, what? do not buy me this. No, I bet it sold maybe... A hundred copies, and probably Jamie Lynn bought fifty of them. I to know give to, uh, for presents, <laughs> signing and not, not out. too many. Um, 
So I'm way behind on like watching, you know, TV and stuff. But don't uh, you worry, I'm always way too caught up. Well, the one thing I don't usually do this. Grant, are you an Ozark fan? Absolutely. So I've had to avoid the spoilers because I know that dropped like last Friday, yep. and and just like Casey and I did each season of Ozark, and it it, it came out in 2017. Yeah, it feels like a so long uh, so ago. long ago because there's been so much time between episodes, and so I. I'm like, let's re-watch Ozark. And I am so glad that we're re-watching it because, A, that show is fantastic. Yeah. The writing, everything on it. Julie Garner, who plays uh, Ruth, the Marty Bird, who's Jason Bateman, is like protege. Just that show is so good. And I forgot because sometimes when you binge a show, like Casey and I have done this with Bosch, you watch it in like, you know, two or three days. You gobble it up like caramel candy and yeah. chips, and then you kind of forget. And then there will be so much time that Absolutely, goes by. Absolutely, yeah. So I am. We are watching. We're like in the second season. I I just looked at him last night. I'm like, holy crap! I forgot how amazing this show is. It's so good. I with us in that show though. I the problem we we both had me and me and my husband. Too much anxiety. There's the anxiety, but like. <laughs> It's like it kind of we were talking about this a little too is like the idea of breaking bad where you just they keep making bad decisions. Yes. And, and breaking bad we had to watch once a week and it was our Sunday night show you, and it was so yeah. amazing and we just like when it would go Some off. Some of those are hard to binge. Yeah. Because I they get are it. so depressed. Yeah. yeah. Intense. And, and Intense. That breaking bad, all of a sudden I'm like bleak. I felt bleak. Oh. And I like the show, and I yeah. finished Breaking Bad, but yeah. it was one of those things you write where I think spacing that out, out is clutch, and I think Ozarks is the same, where you kind of have to space it out. But people don't. People I binge know. that thing. Yeah. On Monday, I was having to avoid spoilers, and yeah. it just dropped on Friday. And is it the last season, or did yes. they split it up? Well, it's, it's two parts. So it is the last season. Part one is now, and I think second part comes okay. out in uh, March or a little bit okay. down the road. So, so. They, they did what they did with Breaking Bad and Sons of Anarchy. Yep. They split up the final two season. Final, yeah, two final parts for okay. this final and season. It, it's funny because I think the way I felt about it is like the way Julia feels about Euphoria. She's been binging that this last weekend. I'm shocked Me that too. she liked that show, yeah. watched that show. That is not her kind of show at all. She keeps texting me, is this what teenagers do? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a teen. I'm 35, okay? Right. Like... I know you think I'm young, but I have no idea. I don't yeah. is vaping yeah. still a thing? I don't know, Julia. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I'm like, she's taking it so personally. Of like, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's I'm obviously very far more dramatized. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So no would, one is watching Euphoria, by the way. I guess. What? The, yeah. Um. It's doing very badly. Which is wild. I love Euphoria. That's one that I will make us watch every uh, week. I, I don't like waiting on that one. Yeah. Uh, HBO. Um. Billions return returned, which you know that's in its final season. Euphoria had two hundred and sixty four thousand. That viewers. is it. That is it. Wow, that surprises me because of how much hype behind that first season. But it's and, been too long. It's been right. two years. You're right. That, but also, too, keep in mind their audience skews young, and yeah. so they probably will buy HBO. At the tail end, so they yeah, can yeah, watch yeah. it all at, all once. at once. Yeah, that, that's true. But like billions over on Showtime had more viewers than Euphoria. That's not a good sign. No. Yeah, so it was just, that was kind of a... How about Righteous Gemstones? I wonder how they did. Because I feel like nobody's watching Righteous Gemstones. That's the one with... With uh, John Goodman. 
Yeah. I think they just got renewed. Yeah. Uh, it's recently. fun. It's funny. I we I, we watch it. We think it's funny, but it's definitely wa- it's zany and wild and super naughty. Yeah. Uh, apparently the show I have it on the DVR but I haven't watched it yet. But the show that is a big hit, it came out December 7th, and then the next episode wasn't until the 14th, but Abbott Elementary. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's on ABC. People it's- are going crazy. It's so funny. It's really? so sweet if you have teachers in your life or elementary school. Abbott Elementary. It, yes. Abbott Elementary. Okay. Almost uh, one reviewer described it almost office-esque. Mm-hmm. And just it, the buzz on that keeps growing. Oh, fun. The viewership is building and building every episode. There was an article I just read this morning in like Variety about how much that show is just catching on like crazy. Yeah, I'm very excited to, um, to watch it. I think I have like uh, three or four on, um, the, the DVR, but yeah, people are just like, is the sweetest, funniest show. Yeah. I, A sitcom. And nice little sitcom. And how do you rewatch it? I suppose it's uh, is it on ABC is on yeah demand? it's it's on ABC you could so if you have Hulu you can get it on demand through Hulu mm-hmm. or just ABC but from here it's it says it's about a group of dedicated teachers mm-hmm. and a slightly tone deaf principal yes. who all work in a Philadelphia public school despite the odds against them they are determined to help their students succeed with a funny twist to it so that sounds good yeah yeah Th- that and the other one that people love is ghosts. Oh, Ghost is great. I heard that I, was fun. It is good. I've watched every episode of that. Yeah. That's a fun, fun show for sure. All right. Yeah, very. So they expected to get a second uh, season. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it had like over a two week period of time, it had like 7 million viewers, which, you know, for a half hour, that's stuff that just doesn't happen anymore. So uh, there you go, people. Just if you're looking for a fun Light, lovely show, and it's at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, which yeah. that doesn't happen for no. sitcom no. stuff no. ever. Okay, listen, we come back. It's her story we can't get enough of. Almost every night. Uh, that would be Miss Kelly Clarkson and opened her Kellyoke yesterday with What Have You Done For Me Lately? Because Miss Janet Jackson was uh, going to be on her show, but she has covered... Uh, Miss Jackson, some of her songs and some of her karaoke, but that was a good, that was a good version. And Miss Janet Jackson, if you're nasty, if you're nasty, uh, she, their lifetime is not even sending out screeners. Uh, They want to keep a lid on this documentary that starts airing on Tuesday night. And Janet, I haven't seen, I have, I don't know if she's doing any late night stuff, but she was on. Kelly Clarkson yesterday, and we have a little bit of um, the video. It was via Zoom, so it wasn't in person, but but here's uh, uh, Kelly and, and Janet Jackson. Nervous as I was thinking for. <laughs> Give it up for Miss Janet Jackson, y'all! <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm sweating so much from singing and like you can hear it so well. Like I I, anyway, you made me very nervous, ma'am. But thank you for letting me sing another one of your songs. I love covering your music. I I love the way you cover my music. I think you're an absolutely wonderful singer and I love love to hear it. So thank you. Oh my gosh. And also I want to say this too, because you not only tweeted me like after Escapade, I died when I did Escapade, but um, you did something so nice and you sent me flowers and the little message was so sweet and I was having such a hard time. So thank you so much. You have no idea what it meant. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. How about that? And that was uh, might have been back around in June of 2020 when Kelly 
because uh, she's covered like six or seven of her songs when she was going through her, you know, announced that she was breaking up with her husband. Yeah. And she was singing a lot of pointed songs. Very much so. Yes. And if you remember that. And so, um, yeah, I I just, you could tell that she was nervous just to be talking to her. And Kelly has gotten so much better as a, a talk show host. I agree. Yeah. Just having a blast. So it seems y- like. you watched the last Janet Jackson one, right? Are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so what, the, the the New York Times one, like whatever that was called. Yeah. Yes. I think last time we were uh, on together, you mm-hmm. was on. And then are you going to watch this oh, one? Absolutely. I mean, f- for some reason, um, the Telegraph got, I don't know, in the UK, they're giving it a four out of five star review. This guy, the documentary um, maker, uh, the, the the Guardian said stays on the right side of exploitation for telling Janet Jackson's story, and she is involved in it. I mean, mm-hmm. with her cooperation. Yes. But the review starts out: Rebby, Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, Latoya, Marlon, Michael, Randy, Janet. To be the youngest of nine must always be strange, but to be the youngest of those nine. Yet the Janet Jackson who emerges in this four-part documentary is empathetic. And self-aware, and the director is on the right side of exploitation with everything they Dang, cover. Dang, that sounds like it's going to be good. It's going it to be again? good. It's on Lifetime and A and E, and Philo. Um, we can also go through our Philo. Don't we have something to <clears throat> give yeah, away? Maybe yeah. we should give the yeah, third why caller. You, yeah, right now to our third caller to six five one six four one one zero seven one. You guys can win a free month of Philo. It's a new TV provider, courtesy of the new two-night documentary event called Janet Jackson. Celebrating the 40th anniversary of Janet's first album, one of the best-selling, highest-earning artists in music history, Lifetime and Phyla will bring you the full, unprecedented access to the global mm-hmm. icon Janet Jackson in an intimate, honest, and unfiltered look at her untold story. The two-night documentary event Janet Jackson premieres this Friday, January 28th at 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock Central on Lifetime and will stream the same day on Philo. So now our seventh, or excuse me, our third, third caller will get a free month free trial to Philo and access to the Janet Jackson yeah, documentary. So, so a couple things that I guess we are going to learn, this is just from reading this review across the pond, is that, um, you know, they revisit Gary, Indiana, where the nine kids grew up. Uh-huh. Very insightful about how Joe Jack- Jackson's toughness transferred to his children. Yeah. And being the youngest and then the youngest girl of nine, you know how much crap that she got. And remember, she, Janet Jackson makes her live uh, debut at age seven in Las Vegas with her brother, which the is Jackson five, which is like so wild to think about if, when you really put yourself in that perspective like that alone, hearing her point of view on that is going to be amazing. Amazing. Also, all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, I guess, you know, she talks, we're going to get information because she eloped at the age of 18 mm-hmm. with the singer James DeBarge. And we didn't know they were married until seven years later when they she was always we never knew that they were married and how old was he she was 18 and he might have been like 21 okay you know so we get that uh also they bring up the child allegation the allegations of child abuse against michael and she said yes it definitely harmed her career we find out why she's where where's the key the earring with the key, you know, yeah, that was oh, so I remember. Iconic. Yeah. So we're going to find out why Justin Timberlake makes a surprise appearance in the tell all doc, but it's not like he's appearing as a supporting player. There's an, there's uh, something that happens that it comes to Miss Jackson and uh, involving. So that's going to be in there. Mm, and That um, alone is worth watching it. Yeah. And, you know, that key, she wore that key. And I never knew why she wore that key. Apparently, we find out exactly why. I don't know how much they get into as far as, um, uh, you know, her her husband that she got divorced from three months after their son was born. And excuse me, when she eloped with fellow singer James DeBarge, their marriage was over the following year, but we never even knew that they were like together for several years. So we're going to find out while the secrecy about that. And you know, her self titled album, she was only 16. And you think of her acting in one of the biggest sitcoms of the seventies, good times. But, um, she, she told, uh, Actually, Jimmy Fallon um, in tw- February of 2020, why she wore the key. So I guess I, I'll tell you because that, yes, that story's me. already been told. I'm dying. She told Fallon she didn't carry a keychain, so she said we had so many animals growing up. We had we had sheep, peacocks, a giraffe, all kinds. So my job was to feed them, clean the cages. That was my chore. So I had a working key to all the cages, and I didn't like wearing a keychain, so I just slipped it on an earring. Oh, that's like. And then she just kind of kept that up. That, yeah, I yeah. mean, she wore that to red carpet events, music video performances. I mean, you know, you she... Thought, yeah, you just think there's going to be the symbolism. It's like, actually, no, it was really logical. I needed a key to feed the animals. To unlock all the cages, and it was like the master key, and I can't... Didn't lose. So she, you know, so we did... She did already tell uh, Fallon that. So I, I don't know if she's going to be on any late night this week. I'll have to look... Tonight and tomorrow. And well, now see. you've got me excited. Yeah, yeah. I think I really think it's it's we're gonna really love it. And just if you didn't love Miss Jackson, you're gonna love her even more. Right. And if you felt ambivalent about her, I don't think you will after you watch this. There you go. All right. Listen, uh, when we come back. Oh my gosh, Shaquille O'Neal has quite a story to share with us about Prince. Quite a story, you guys. All right, we'll be right back. That will be a good one. Until then, let's take a look at your My Talk traffic. We like Dolly people. And you know what? That song came out a couple weeks ago. And yeah. you know she doesn't get country airplay anymore. I was like, Big Dreams and Faded Jeans. What a great title. And Dolly, you know, is the greatest living songwriter. She has more songs. She's written more and published more songs. She's just. 
everything. She's everything. She's everything and busting at the seams. I love that. I know. Isn't that great? And Grant has a story a little bit later for us. But it's like, we got to play Big Dreams yeah. and Faded Jeans because it was really, You're it right. had a good beat and yeah. swing to it. Her and voice sounds great. Yeah, you're right, though. This song deserves play on the country albums, but I don't know if we'll see it, but this song, it's it could be a fun song. It's yeah. what's what, what they do on the radio. That, I know. That, 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 like, Dolly Parton is not... Well, that big dreams and faded jeans, that should be being played... All uh, summer long. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, let's try and add it to ours. Did Johnny go. Cash's songs get played when oh, he got when older? when he did the cover of Hurt, the mm, Trent Reznor, yeah. he did that old and he was old and I mean, that's why, I mean, believe it or not, there were a few upset people almost 20 years ago when KTMY went from old country radio to who are who are these women who are <laughs> yakking? Because we changed the format and they played old, old country yeah. radio, classic, classic country, country, and more and more country has gone away from the classic country and doing the the bro Pick yeah, up yeah. beer. <laughs> yeah. So country is one of those things that just never has been on any of my. I did not grow up with country. Yeah. I don't know any. So there is something so funny when we drive up to um, Shevlin, which is my husband's hometown. It's right near Bemidji. And we'll listen to music, and he knows every single word, yeah, and he absolutely. thinks it's—he yeah. finds it like I'm an alien, and like, he, yeah. and I think he's an alien, yeah. and I'm just like, well, please introduce him to Big Dreams and Faded Jeans by probably the be, wonderful Dolly Parton. Um, the song that really got me is when um, he started singing "Fancy." The oh, Reba, Reba McIntyre oh, one about prostituting her daughter out oh, yeah, for yeah, money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, is this real? Oh, yeah. I was like, are you making this up, Justin? Yep. He's like, no, give me one more time. Yeah. I was like, wild. Uh, by the way, when we were talking about Kelly Clarkson yeah. earlier, um, you know, when she filed for a divorce from him back in June of 2020, and it's been a messy battle over money and property since in the... One of the issues was their ranch in Montana, Mm -hmm. which, uh, you know, he he wants to stay there because he said he's too poor to move, even though she's paying him (laughs) $196,000 a month. But remember, he wanted $436,000. You can't get a house for that much. Yeah. (laughs) What is he supposed to live in a shack? So a judge gave him 5% ownership of that. But the thing I will say about it is that Outside of her show, mm-hmm. she is devoting 100% of her free time preparing for a trial. And her lawyer is Laura Wasser, who is called, TMZ always calls her the Disso Queen, like dissolution, mm-hmm. disco, Disso Queen, I guess. But she's representing Kim Kardashian, Halle Berry's ex, Olivia Martinez, Johnny Depp, Ryan Reynolds, Dr. Dre, Laura Dern. Supposedly, she's the inspiration for Laura Dern's character in that horrible movie, Marriage Story. I was just going to ask you that. She's the inspiration. And Brandon's lawyer is Samantha Spector, who Angelina Jolie hired after Mm. um, she dropped whoever her original lawyer. I think Brad Pitt might have Laura Wasser also. Um, And... um, Anyways, this Samantha Spector has faced off before against Laura Wasser. Oh, really? Dr. Dre versus Nicole Young, Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard, and I think maybe Brad and Angelina, but I think that's all in judgeship. But anyway, she's not backing down. She feels that he was jealous of her and used her for money. 
and used her for a lifestyle and may have been cheating on her, which those are three very different things. He, you know, you pick pick one lane, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just this- saying that one. But anyway, he did her dirty on so many levels. So she's not going down without a fight. You know what? People need hobbies. And if this is her new hobby, go for it. Yeah. Listen, when you get royally screwed by somebody and they've screwed you business-wise, then they love you and then they're jealous of you. Yeah. And it... Too much, Brittany. And, and they, then screwing around on you? I know. And taking five, but he's really taking, he was taking more like 20% of everything. So he's... And then squatting on their ranch? Yeah, he's screwing her coming and going, and nobody likes that. Nobody likes nobody that. Nobody likes Unless that. you're into that. That's right. That's right. Okay, by the way, all right, <laughs> so I just want to give a shout out, give, give a bouquet of flowers to Sherry Shepard, who is... Killing it on Wendy Williams, hosting Wendy Williams. She has been by far the best, the most natural host really? for, for Wendy. I'd be very curious what their numbers are. She, I know, I think she's, I think she, this might be her third week that she's been doing it, but she's got great, great chemistry with Norman. And I don't know, she's, she's bringing it. She is bringing some Wendy realness. If, I didn't think Wendy, if she was nervous at all about her job, uh, getting it back. But Sherry Shepard, she could hit the ground running. She's terrific. I love her. She was in 30 Rock as Tracy Jordan's uh, oh, wife. Yes. And she's so funny. She and it was, is hysterical. She Thank is you for in, clarifying and, you know, that. This is a better fit for whatever reason, doing the hot topics. And on The View, sometimes she struggled because The View, if nothing else, The View has always been, you know, uh, there has to be so you have to be comfortable talking about politics and really, you know a lot of stuff. This Wendy show like fits Sherry's out loud personality in a way that she only got to have little bursts of sunshine. Yeah, and sometimes on the View it would be more because she would speak off the cuff and you know the earth is flat. You got to have like receipts. That. At yeah. the view, and unless you're somebody like me, and you'd rather just roll in and chat, chat, like that's what I want to do on this show. Yeah, I want to exactly. roll in and chat. So I just want to give Sherry Shepard her flowers because she is making. I am too. I'd be, you know, like I tried. You know, I watched some of the Who's other the hosts. So Michael Rappaport. We didn't like him. He oh. he's just, too gotcha. He tried to gotcha on everybody, and it's annoying. It's annoying because we already get enough of gotcha from the guys in our life. Yeah. Agreed. He Agreed. had the lowest ratings out of all the films. I, I know it. you liked him though, didn't you? I like Michael Rappaport. Yeah, yeah. I get a big kick out of him, yeah. but he is definitely super masculine, aggressive, yeah. and yeah. wouldn't be the. He's not, the Wendy crowd. He's uh-huh. not starting conversations. He's yeah. ending them often. But watching him get shut down by uh, Kenya once on Watch What Happens Live, just Google that. It's oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so I could get to the Shaquille O'Neal story. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Shaquille O'Neal has a a book out. I don't know if the book is just a new book, Grant. You might know it's called Shaq Talks Back. And it might even be a second memoir. I can't believe this is his first book book but it's Shaq talked back to me it sounds like when Rob Lowe wrote his book about story I think it was called stories I only tell my friends and all each Mm -hmm. chapter was about name dropping and telling an amazing story about a fellow famous person so I don't know anything about Shaq talks back but that's what this book sounds like 20 years old this book this book okay 2001 okay so. so for whatever reason 
uh, this is making the rounds again. And it might have been because he was on. He's a pretty good guest. Oh, well, he's and he's also on on TN, everything on TNT. There, he's part of the whole crew of the NBA live cast on yeah. TNT. And okay, him and Charles Barkley. Every week, there's a little banter between the right. two of them that gets and, blown up. And everywhere. he's he's beyond charming. He's charming. He's funny. He's he, he can be he even in a way where he's. Coming off as a, as an ass, he's still charming. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So he brings up then it must have been on the show from. He said, "Well, I should it must have said I shared this story before in my book, but he said I never really uh, knew. He said I knew that when you're in the NBA, NBA, I knew you're going to be a celebrity. I knew that. Okay, my life is going to change overnight. They basically tell you that. And on his second season, he was selected for the All Star. Uh, basketball game and in 1994 it was in minneapolis Mm -hmm. okay and he just said that all-star weekends are like bar none these horny basketball players favorite weekends because it's just debauchery party women fun wives and girlfriends or boyfriends whoever everybody's left at home a mid-season break they call it (laughs) mid-season break and they are having fun and he said it's i must admit I took advantage of a few, and in 1994, Minnesota hosted the All-Star Weekend, and it was my favorite All-Star Weekend I ever had, because not only was it in Minneapolis, but Prince was having the most beautiful girl in the world contest in Minneapolis, and it was when he owned Glam Slam, and so he said, so Prince is having this contest for looking for the most beautiful Just girl in the world. Beautiful women lined up. And I'm up. in this club called Glam Slam. And he said, a guy comes downstairs, taps me on the shoulder and says, hey, Prince wants to meet you. He's upstairs. And Shaq is like, what does this guy think he owns the place? And the guy, yeah, yeah, he does own it. <laughs> he literally Glam does. Slam. So come so, with me. As soon as he walked in the room, he said, I go upstairs. Prince has the finest girls I've ever seen in my life feeding him grapes. <laughs> Combing his hair and doing his toes. All of them were just looking at Prince. No one even turned to look at me. I guess Prince was saying he was going to marry the most beautiful girl in the world. So he had girls from everywhere just trying to impress him. He even had some of the women acting like mannequins and just posing. And it was him and there were about 20 girls and they were feeding him grapes. And I thought, NBA players live large? No, the musicians. Prince yep. lives large. I don't even know. Stars. I don't even know if Prince gets his own category. He really, yeah. he, he, and he just said, he said, you know, you think this is like something out of a movie. He said, but he really did live that life and it just blew me away. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and it takes a lot to drop Shaq's like jaw. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, so I like that he reshared that story. And That's so good. Shaq is 100% right. I mean, if you look now, back then, athletes were athletes, rock stars were rock stars. Yes. But now the average athlete is trying to get into that realm of acting and, yes. and becoming a movie star or even starting rap albums. Right. I mean, Shaq put out three rap albums himself. Yeah. They all, once they, and it was in the late 90s, probably after mm-hmm. seeing Prince do this, this is a thing now where it's not just athletes and rock stars. It's There's a merge of these athletes yeah. who want that rock star status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway. That's just, cool. Yeah, good story. All right, listen, we come back. We have, well, we we don't know what's the chef's surprise. Oh, I love our entertainment correspondents that listen to our show on a regular basis. We've got a couple of uh, notes to share with everyone. <clears throat> Panda 
reminded us that, yes, yeah, Sherry Shepard has always been hilarious. Uh, may I present her appearance on Friends? Yes. As Rhonda. Hilarious. As Rhonda. Okay. And then uh, uh, Dimples and Valentina. She uh, has a really good uh, little deep dive when we were talking about Janet Jackson's documentary, which will be uh, premiering on Friday night on Lifetime and, and A&E and Philo. Um, she said, did you know Janet was the second Jackson daughter to be in a relationship with the DeBarge? LaToya was the first involved with Bobby DeBarge from the group Switch. And Switch was uh, initially produced by Jermaine Jackson. And and then um, the younger DeBarges, including James, who married Janet, mm-hmm. they formed the group DeBarge. Oh, so there's so a, the families there's each some other. Loopy-loos, uh-huh. yeah. right there. Isn't okay, that cool? Yeah. All right. Now, we've got to talk about this because I... This happened yesterday, but um, I was like, I really like talking all things Real Housewives with you. Which is an honor. Yes. I could die when you say that. <laughs> yeah, that's because, the only thing I care about in life. There's only so many times I can hear Julia say the same complaint that she said to me about the housewives for 12 years. Okay, she she's missing the thing that we other people that like the show like it. Yeah, why do they have to fight so much? So then the it's a it's a it's a it's a rock blocker a conversation thing. So Jenny Nguyen from um, Real Housewife of Salt Lake City uh, was fired. By Bravo late yesterday afternoon for posts that she did in the summer of 2020, Mm -hmm. George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, all, you know, just remember how aflame everybody was. And I'm not saying that to excuse her or whatever. but No, and and her tweets were, yeah, I mean, her her Facebook was terrible. It had like... You know, things that were questioning if it was real or not. Yeah, things, just, it was just awful. Just stupid. ignorant. Ignorance, very ignorant very, stuff. Very. So when the post came to light, the Bravo fans were furious and demanded that Jenny be fired. Now, this is a show. This is a glorious dumpster fire of a show, right? Especially this season. Especially this season. It's so messy. I mean, we got the grandpa marrying Mary Crosby, who didn't yes. come to the reunion. Step-grandpa. Step-grandpa, excuse me. <laughs> okay, started a church. Yeah. She didn't even go to the reunion. She uh, That church right now is not even in practice because it's against so many things that are facing. And she openly, racistly, blatantly said a couple of different things oh, on yeah. the show to oh. Jenny, and she didn't get fired. Then Jen Shaw is probably going to serve 30 years in prison for yeah. fraud. And then uh, they fired Jenny for these posts. Yeah. And what was so incredible to me is that Lisa Barlow and Andy Cohen were on Watch What Happens Live on Sunday night. Did you see it? Of course they I did. They glossed over it. I know. She had such a pageant answer. Oh, yeah. She, and so did he. I saw the question, you know, what would win, you know, brought up Jenny Wynn. And she goes... First of all, I don't condone the things that she's saying and nothing she says represents what I believe. (laughs) End of list. Okay. That's very good. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Very good. I'm very obsessed with that. And it's a very pageanty answer. And Andy has always been blase because, my gosh. Ramona oh, Singer. If we had to play accountability of some of the things that Ramona said. The, the New York Housewives did not have a reunion this year because they didn't want to have to fire Ramona for all of the grossly racist, insensitive, and 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 she's such a 
snob oh. about people. Oblivious, um, oh. privilege on a level that she doesn't want to deal with anything. And if so you, when they fired Jenny... And by the way, they never do it like that. The way that no. they did Jenny just this last... And I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just saying it's very suspect. Because, because she's a Vietnamese. She's a woman of color. And and there was something... And they let white women get away with all this other stuff that's the same. And they're like... Uh, well, uh, no, I mean, to the point that they didn't have a reunion for New York. If you have to watch anything to prove mm-hmm. our point is mm-hmm. watch the episode. I think it's called Black Shabbat Dinner. Um, they were hosting a Black Shabbat Dinner and it was beautiful and all these things. New and York. We're talking New, New York. Yeah. For last season. Mm-hmm. And Ramona, I mean, goes insane, talks about they're like, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, um, th- these people were talking about their experiences, about how they were, um, you know, there was all this prejudice against them. And Ramona goes, you know, when I came to New York, I was prejudiced. I, you know, I had this and this against me because, oh, you know, painful. people didn't like Italians. And you're like, shut up. Read the frickin <laughs> yeah. room, lady. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, it was really because I did watch. Uh, on Monday morning, I watched it because I kind of wanted to catch up. And I thought, well, they, nothing's you know going to happen. You know, yeah. they're gonna go, oh, it's Facebook from you know two years ago, and you know a lot of people were saying incendiary things, and hopefully the amends have been made in friends and families. Even though I know not all things have been amended, but that was a, a hot summer of people just being very, very upset. But I just yeah. for me, what I got upset about is that they're making. Jenny, the fine, be yeah. the scapegoat, and all of a sudden now Bravo's on their high horse, and I know. this is intolerable. You have people that have been violent. You had Erica Jane bodily threaten. You've had women smash wine glasses and threaten to stab. Yeah, you've had. I mean, the bullying that's gone on. They have let so much bad behavior. Yeah, and now they're going to say, "Oh well, you." And the way they did her, the fact <sighs> that, like, you know, it, it's so rare that we find something come up like this, yeah. and then immediately somebody is publicly fired. Bravo doesn't do that. It, this is the first time it's happened like that. Usually, it's like they just aren't on the next season. But the fact that they were so vocal about it and is they because knew about it. I know. They knew about of those course posts. they did. They, you're vetted before you even of hired for the show. Of course they did. So I guess I really feel like, you know, Bravo is, you know, to people who think, oh, the main, you know, mainstream media or, you know, they're, they're doing the, they, they, they added some fuel to the fire there because they hired this woman knowing Oh yeah, what she'd posted. Yeah, oh, before for sure. they hired There's her, n- no doubt and in my yet mind. They, and so on, all of Bravo was getting, you know, just burned yesterday, and and so was Andy because even on his radio show, you on Monday morning, he's kind of like, yeah, you know. And, and, and. Let's be honest. What the reason they let go of Jenny? I mean, is because it was easy to let go of her. And I also think because she's a woman of color. But yeah, that that has to do with that. Yeah. Of course, why she's in their mind easy to let go, and that to me is disgusting. But uh, it makes me really mad at them. I'm that's fine that she's gone. Apparently, you know, she was, uh, you know, but they knew all that stuff. And yeah. there's old Ramona and other people. Just Kelly Dodd. I know. Took him forever. All right, we gotta go.